0: I heard a reflection once that a priest was giving about a nativity scene, the traditional nativity scene that you find in any church, any Christian home around Christmas time. And his reflection on how he perceives a nativity scene really ruined the way that I see a nativity every Christmas. And so, being a good priest, I'm going to tell you that same story so it also ruins the way you see a nativity scene next week he said you look at a nativity and everybody going into the little stable or the cave everybody who's part of this nativity scene is holding something mary's either holding jesus or she has like the swaddling clothes in her hand or something like that the shepherds have their lamb or their staff or the sheep or something they're bringing the wise men have their gifts of gold frankincense and myrrh a lot of times you might see an angel holding a big banner that says gloria on it everybody's doing something they have something that they're bringing and something's happening all but one person and that's poor saint joseph standing over in the corner just kind of awkwardly looking at jesus and it's kind of true most of the time you see him just kind of there with mary lovingly looking at jesus but that's important because we're called to do the same thing really if we're going to be honest See, how we interact with this Christmas story, how we interact with anything in our lives, the way we speak to other people, the way we see things, hear things, respond to things, it all points to what's actually happening in our hearts. That's the whole deal with Advent in general. We're this fourth Sunday of Advent now. All four candles are lit. They're starting to look kind of droopy, and they're starting to spin themselves We ran out of verses of O Come come, come Emmanuel after four Sundays of Advent. So we went to the Latin verse, and then we started back over at verse number one tonight. This is the last time that the church will be kind of bare. The purple will will be put away later this week. Then the Christmas trees come out, the poinsettias, everything gets decorated. And it should tell us that something is changing, and it beckons some kind of response from us. But a lot of times, if we're going to be honest, that response is something extravagant and flashy and big. There's nothing wrong with it, but we have all these Christmas parties and everybody's doing the singing and the cooking and the eating and the drinking and the tearing into the gifts and just enjoying each other's company and nothing at all is wrong with that. But a lot of times we equate celebration with doing something. But maybe we should take the example of St. Joseph and just stand there and be. Not worry about doing, but simply being at the manger, silent, looking at Jesus, filled with awe and wonder. Awe and wonder. Joseph was a human being like the rest of us. He too was filled with uncertainty, with confusion, with fear maybe. If you're listening to the gospel, he finds out that Mary, who, yes, they're betrothed, but it's different from our betrothal. They keep referring to each other as husband and wife in the gospel, because even though they were only, quote-unquote, betrothed, they were married, according to Jewish tradition. But then the husband would go and prepare his home. The wife would stay with her parents, and for at least up to a year, The husband was back building the house, preparing everything, getting everything spick and span perfectly ready so that he can bring his wife into his home and they could raise their family together. Joseph is doing this and then he finds out, oh my goodness, Mary's pregnant. And there's lots of discussion. Maybe he was outraged but didn't want to embarrass her so he decided to divorce her quietly. Maybe he was so humble and pious and realized that this is the will of God and I'm not worthy enough to partake in this and so he excused himself whatever it was in the midst of the pr- the preparation coming to the big celebration of bringing his wife into his home something changes and everything from that moment on is completely different the angel comes to him and he says joseph don't be afraid to take your wife into your home you have been prepared joseph you followed the will of god and you are her husband she is your wife don't be afraid of that. You have prepared your home for her. Don't be afraid to take her in. No, biologically, maybe this child is not yours, Joseph, but don't be afraid to take him in as well. And you, Joseph, name him. That's big. To name something shows ownership. To name something claims it as your own. When I was born, the nurse didn't come in and my mom said, yeah, just whatever, put, slap down a name it would just be known as Tommy and Gina's son I was given a name and by that my parents claimed me as their own and took me into their home and loved me when we name something even back to Genesis when Adam names the animals there's dominion do not be afraid Joseph to take this child as your own into your home and let him save you let him raise you in a certain sense Don't be afraid. A lot of times at this time of the year, there is a lot of fear that surrounds all kind of stuff. It's not all holly and jolly for everybody. There's real suffering. There's real poverty. There's real real anxiety, maybe depression. But there's nothing to fear because we have nothing to do other than sit back and look at Jesus just to be with him. We've spent all this time of Advent to prepare and to prepare and to prepare so that we can do absolutely nothing next Sunday. Come Christmas Day, we should be able to do nothing but take Joseph's example and stand there empty-handed, looking lovingly at baby Jesus with awe and with wonder, not being afraid to take him as well into our home not being afraid to give of ourselves to him, not being afraid of what he might ask of us, where he might send us, what he might provide for us. There's no reason to be afraid. With this message of Christmas comes our salvation. And that's the awe that should fill us. This awesome, the, the true meaning of the word awesome, full of awe our God being loving and alive and providential. After centuries and centuries of preparing and promising the Messiah, finally, St. Joseph of all people gets to stand there and watch the promise be fulfilled. Salvation is ours. As the psalm said tonight, open the gates, let the Lord in. He's the king of glory. He's the one we serve. He's not a God of death. He's not a God of fear. He's not a demanding God in a negative sense. But he's a God of pursuit who promises and shows us time and time again that he does everything that he can to get us back for himself. Not in a greedy way, but in one of strict love. Our God created us and put us on this earth from the very moment of our creation to know him and to love him. He has no need for us, but out of love, he still chooses to create us so that he can be in perfect communion with us and we can be in perfect communion with him. We choose to leave. Adam and Eve, they hid themselves. Why? They knew they had sinned. They knew they had messed up and so they put distance from God and we run and we run and we run and yet our God pursues us. Not because he has to, not because he owes us anything, but strictly out of love. That is the promise that's already been fulfilled, is being fulfilled now, and always will be fulfilled, because our God is one of truth. Awe and wonder should fill our hearts at this time of the year, because in just a short week, seven days, the fullness of the Christmas season will finally, at long last, be here. And yes, we will sing, and yes, we will maybe dance. If you're from good Cajun families, maybe you're gonna eat and eat more and more, drink a whole lot party it up the celebration will come but it should point us to the reality that that awe and wonder of the promise of salvation fulfilled before us that we get to witness and partake in is ours and always will be don't be afraid of that be not afraid as the angel said to take Mary into your own home do not be afraid to take the Lord into your place that you've prepared for him Whether it's spick and span in your heart or not, the Lord wants to dwell there. He wants you. He begs, He knocks, He pleads to let Him in. A lot of times we look at life and we say, oh, a week is very, very short. But when it comes to spiritual matters, a week is very, very long. So over this next final week of Advent, it's not too late. Continue to prepare. Continue to anticipate. Continue to make a place fitting for the Lord to dwell within your own heart. So that after all the rigorous preparation, all of the anxiety we might go through, the worrying, all the stuff that we do, come Christmas through the intercession of good St. Joseph, we can take his example and just step back and do nothing. Nothing but look at our Lord. Behold him with awe and with wonder. Maybe say the simple, beautiful prayer, finally, finally, at long, long last, the King is here. You've been listening to the Christ the King at LSU podcast. If you would like to become a golden giver or learn more about what we do, please visit ctklsu.org.